Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here and I'm blessed and grateful to be sitting with Chloe Cohen today on Elevate Podcast. And I just want to welcome you. I want to, you know, wish my my thankfulness to you, wish you an amazing day. I hope you're having an amazing day. And I want to make it better because today is going to absolutely be an amazing show. And I want to ask you the question that I always ask, are you ready to take it to another level? Because I have no doubt today is that day. I want to welcome you back to the show where we sit down for mind expanding conversations with influential authorities in real estate, as well as top experts in other industries and disciplines. And Chloe, is absolutely an expert and an authority in real estate, but also really multifaceted, multidimensional. So you're going to really get a lot of value from this conversation. I want to excite you. I want to welcome you. I want to really ramp you up because this is for leaders, entrepreneurs, real estate investors who have a burning desire for the extraordinary. It is our mission to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And as you know, we will distill the mindset, the habits, the routines, the systems, the tools, the strategies, and so much more from an individual like Chloe, so that you can elevate your life to the highest level, right? Because there's always another level. There's always a new room for growth and opportunity and expansion, right? We're always making a decision and it's, am I expanding or am I contracting? So I want to encourage you to consider that growth path, right? Because growing is the opposite of dying. And that's where we want to go, right? We want more life so that we can give more so we can be the greatest version of ourselves so that we can expand and elevate beyond our potential. And so this is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through real estate investing, through personal growth, through personal mastery, through mindset, uh, other ventures, by the way, beyond real estate are available to us if we choose them. Most importantly, at the end of the day, this masterclass is for people who want to transform their life, right? If you appreciate it and you are enjoying what we're doing, we would be grateful to have the opportunity to gain you as a subscriber because you are important to us and we love everybody who listens to the show and we love what we're doing, right? This is a passion project. Hopefully you can feel that. You know, we show up with extreme presence, extreme focus to really give, right? To give this community, you know, what it's here for. And again, this is free, right? This is a free show. We don't ask you to pay anything. This is 100,000% for free. All that we ask is that you play full out, right? You come with an open-minded perspective and be willing to consider perhaps some new ideas to help you transform, to help you elevate. And also we ask that you share this with a friend. If you've shared with someone else already, before this show, it's a new day, it's a new opportunity for you to pay it forward. So what can you do? All you have to do is, you know, either pause this, keep it going, you can screenshot, you can grab the link. And all you can do is you can put it on social media, you can put it on your Facebook page, you can put it on your LinkedIn profile, you can put it on Instagram. I think you can put it on Clubhouse. I'm still trying to figure that one out. Uh, but you know what, you can put it anywhere, you can share it with multiple friends, you could share it with one person, right? The fee is just one person, that's minimum. But you know what, leaders go above and beyond. So what can you do to share this with multiple people at one time and let them know, hey, here are the top three reasons why I think that you should listen to this show. This is these are the top three reasons why this podcast will change the outcomes of your business and your life, they will change the conditions of your future. 
So let them know, right? Because that's what paying it forward is all about. And uh, give us a five-star rating and a review as well. Takes 15 seconds. And um, it is something that we deeply appreciate from the bottom of our hearts. Our team really, really appreciates it. And we, we read every single review. So if you have not given us a review yet or a rating, please go over there and do that. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or YouTube, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, hopefully, you know, I, I brushed my, my teeth appropriately today and got the pearly whites going. But, um, you know, wherever you're watching us, we, we appreciate it. And we appreciate your reviews and feedback and sharing and all these things, because it is about living a life of fulfillment and living a life of gratitude and joy and abundance and all these beautiful things rather than fear, worry, doubt and lack. And that's what we're all about here on Elevate. Go check out the Facebook community page, Elevate Podcast Community. You can go deeper with the tribe, right? Build relationships, expand the conversation, Elevate Podcast Community on Facebook. Also, ElevatePod.com is where all the resources are, all the links, the show notes, the, the books, you know, the suggestions, the where you can reach out to guests and all these things, ElevatePod.com. It's amazing. And um, by the way, Elevate High Performance Coaching Academy is for those who really want to take this to the next level. If you want to go deeper, if you want to elevate your game, if you want to make more money, if you want to have more free time, if you want to find more deals, if you want to create a new future, if you want to transform your life, your business in a matter of eight weeks, right? Eight weeks. It sounds crazy. It sounds ridiculous. You're like, well, wait a minute. It takes five years. It takes 10 years. But guess what? It doesn't have to because you can make a decision today to transform and Coach Trevor McGregor and myself have put together an immersive experience for people like you who want to transform their life, right? They're no longer willing to just tolerate their life. They're no longer willing to just go through the motions and maybe make incremental progress. They want to make quantum leaps. And if you want to design your life with the freedom of, you know, financial freedom, you know, time freedom, geographical freedom, freedom of relationships, freedom to impact, right? Freedom to pay it forward and contribute then I invite you to go visit elevatecoachingacademy.com, right? Elevatecoachingacademy.com because we have a free masterclass, 100% free masterclass. It's a workshop for people like you really we're going to go in there and learn how this process works. What does this mean? And, you know, you're going to gain massive value just from joining and just from really watching that free masterclass and taking notes because I can tell you that we are providing a tremendous amount of value that in itself will change your life. Beyond that, if you want to go even deeper, of course, you have the opportunity of joining us in this program and being coached by myself and Coach Trevor McGregor, along with being a part of this tribe and being a part of a mastermind and, you know, beginning new lifelong relationships and experiences with other people, other like-minded people who, you know, are, are inspired by the vision of the future rather than, you know, fearful of a familiar past right? These are the people who are creating and uh, they can help you, right? There's people in our tribe right now who are starting businesses together, right? They're doing deals together. They're also sharing breakthroughs together, which is amazing. And so if you want to be free, if you want to have more money, if you want to have more free time, then go check out elevatecoachingacademy.com. What do you have to lose? You have literally nothing to lose and everything to gain. So I want to invite you to go check that out. And uh, with all that said, I want to introduce you now to the conversation with Chloe Cohen, who is a real estate investor and founder of Real Deals by Chloe. Chloe Cohen is an empathy-driven entrepreneur focused on helping others self-empower 
by approaching life from a balanced perspective, mind, body, and soul. She is a real estate investor and prop tech advisor at Brick, a tech-focused real estate marketing agency located in New York City. Since 2008, Chloe quickly established herself as a digital entrepreneur. Wanting something more tactile, she got into real estate in 2014 as an agent. Armed with a learn every perspective approach to real estate, from being an agent to with her first listing being a $15 million sellout of a new development, an interior designing five new developments and 150 unit value add multifamily distressed asset to flipping to Airbnb, co-living management takeovers and leading her sales and marketing for brokerage. Uh, I'm sorry, leading the sales and marketing for brokerages and luxury developments to being an investor herself. Her goal is to scale her portfolio and help others do the same. Despite great success, working 100 hour work weeks caused imbalance and burnouts and her intuitive desire to find balance and inner peace led her on a soul journey from her head to her heart. Hence, Real Deals with Chloe was born, the idea to give back to the community of hustling entrepreneurs with courses, masterclasses, and peer learning groups on how to, be, on how to build generational and passive wealth while balancing out the hustle of the mindful, spiritual, purposeful intentions for a thriving life. She currently resides between New York and Kentucky, where she continues to build her rental and Airbnb portfolio. You can find her on Instagram and YouTube at HI with Chloe. So with all that said, enjoy this amazing conversation with the great Chloe Cohen. Chloe, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be on the show with you today. No, it's my pleasure. And I know that the first conversation that we had offline was very mind expanding in many different directions. And I'm like, wait a minute, we need to get this on the podcast, we need to discuss this and share this because I mean, I think that there was there was definitely a lot of insights. And I just appreciate who you are. So I'm excited to introduce you to Elevate Nation. So tell me, and Elevate Nation a little bit more about yourself, like behind the bio behind the public image behind all the things that you do professionally and all that stuff. Like who is Chloe? as a woman, as a person, as a being. Tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> I love that question. So I am a real estate investor, a prop tech advisor, which just stands for property technology. Not that scary, I'll break it down. And I got started in real estate in 2014. But what makes me me is I think that I'm a Leo. I'm very loyal, I'm very honest. I love transparency and I truly love connecting with people. And part of my job is not just about making a deal a deal, but actually connecting with it and making sure that I can elevate, whether it's the community with urban planning or the home buyer's first purchase and elevating their home and their living experience, or just being able to lend a hand to other men and women who want to learn how to invest in real estate. That really, you know, is what puts the fire in my belly. So what is it about? And actually, one thing that I find interesting about you, and, and I connect with this 100% is that you say the best version of yourself starts with autonomy. And so like, that's the reason why you love real estate, because it's that vehicle towards autonomy. Is there anything else that you would add to that? Wow, I love that you brought that up. So I'm going to get a little spiritual on you guys. Our body is made of energy, the world is made of energy. Um, all atoms are in motion at all given times and our body has 300 meridian points. So if anyone has ever done acupuncture or acupressure, you understand what the point of energy and moving the chi throughout your body is all about. And the very first chakra that we have 
we have six points going down our bodies. The very first chakra, which is kind of between our legs, but like the bottom area, it's called the root chakra. And that root chakra is all about, I am safe. I am secure. Um, my tribal presence, who I am in this world and being able to feel grounded. And so a lot of times, you know, if you don't have your root chakra grounded, you can't have your heart activated because how can you open your heart if you're petrified if someone's going to, you know, use you or, or steal the deal from you or do anything like that. And so there's a couple of modalities that I do, but I'm very, very much focused on let's start at number one, let's start at your root chakra. Let's make sure that you're grounded. You feel safe. You have the security. You're not relying on anyone else. And I'm not saying not to rely on anyone else because of, you know, being, independent or too dependent it's it's more about you know you can fall in love and and your husband can support you but he can also die or it can be vice versa um the world has a way and, and of of you know throwing you obstacles and being able to be autonomous and i do not use the word independent because independent definitely focuses on disconnection between humanity and i'm all about interdependence so autonomy is like the root chakra starting at one you're safe, you're secure, and real estate definitely helps um, create that safety net for you. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. And when you think about it that way, it's like independence, you could almost reframe it in a different way to say, well, if I'm independent, then I'm not connected with the relationships that are so important to, you know, create the autonomy through real estate, right? If you want to develop this vehicle that supports you, whether it's, you know, the roots, you know, like the safety, the security of, you know, a place to live and keep you safe, but also safety and security of perhaps a cash flow or, you know, or a portfolio that's providing safety and security financially in the modern world, right? We have the modern, you know, forces of safety and security, which is kind of what you're getting at too. Is there anything else that you'd add there? Yeah, absolutely. So if you think about even a CEO or founder of a tech startup company, everything's now shifting towards uh, mental well-being and corporate culture because, if you had the old paradigm of the CEO kind of being like the tyrant head of the company, it's all a trickle down. So what happens is, is that if the CEO is way too independent and is not working in cohesiveness with his entire team, most usually I've seen these kind of companies fall apart before my eyes because, because of this exact reason. But when the CEO was able to interconnect and whether he had a middle person or not, and sometimes there's like a VP that's between him and the actual, you know, he can't be that connected to all 500 employees say, but um, when a CEO is interdependent and is under and working with the people and likewise B2B or B2C, if you're going directly to consumers and you're not listening for feedback, you could create the greatest product in the world. But if that's not what the market's looking for, then that's not what's going to happen. And on the last note with this, I talk about this a lot because one thing that artificial intelligence has over humanity is the fact that they're all connected to their neural network. So if you update one bot, like all 700,000 of them are updated immediately. And with humanity, we have the same neural network. It's called collective consciousness. And if we all tap into our consciousness, we're all then on the same wavelength, but we tend to, you know, we tend to foster an environment that has a lot of glory around the word independence. I am a strong and independent person. I don't need anyone. You go on the dating apps and it's like, I'm independent. And I'm like, well, all that says to me is that you're not looking to interact with anyone. Hey guys, just a quick word from our sponsor and we'll be right back to the show. 
This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, and you know how much I love real estate and how it can be a vehicle towards creating any outcome that you want in your life, which is really why we created CF Capital, a real estate investment firm that focuses on acquiring and operating multifamily assets that provide stable cash flow, capital appreciation, and a margin of safety for our investors, for our partners, and for the people that we serve. Our team leverages its expertise in acquisitions and management to provide investors like you with superior risk-adjusted returns while placing a premium on preserving capital. Our mission is to provide property investment and asset management solutions to help investors maximize their returns by investing in high-value multifamily communities. Our philosophy is that we can elevate communities together through this process. And I want to invite you to go check out cfcapllc.com because we have a free ebook that's called the bottom line, the 10 ways to increase cash flow in an apartment complex. And I want to tell you that this is a value packed ebook. So I want to want to invite you to go check that out right now at cfcapllc.com. I think you're going to get a ton of value just from reading this, whether you apply it to your own business or whether you educate yourself further on what it would look like if you invested with CF Capital. So go check that out at cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com and enjoy the rest of the show. No, that's deep. And I think it's interesting. And it's really uh, fascinating, especially now in a time of rapid technology change and rapid technology advancement, you speak about AI. And, you know, some people are either hopeful or fearful about, you know, a future with, you know, continually more impactful uh, artificial intelligence, you know, and, and you think about all the things that we have right now that are already artificial intelligence, and you think about what's perhaps around the corner. And, you know, connecting that to a potential you know, sense of collective consciousness. And and sometimes I feel like there's a very huge lack of collective consciousness. People are not tapping into that. Maybe they're not tapping into their intuition. They're more so, you know, they're, they're more so feeling, you know, feelings of the past, you know, or fear of, you know, recreating events that they've made meaning to. And it's interesting that you bring that up. And a lot of people listening may say, well, wait a minute, guys, I thought we were going to talk about real estate. I thought we were going to talk about Airbnb strategy and prop tech and all these things. But, you know, it's like almost within this rapid technological advancement to operate and use those tools to the greatest capacity. We have to, we have to connect to that collective consciousness and be interdependent is what you're saying. Am I, am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, 100%. And that could work with real estate and Airbnb. So I will, when we get to those topics, I'll connect it. Okay, I love it. So let's talk about that. So actually, you know, one of the things I am fascinated with, and, and you know, it's something that I've seen, like, because I've been in the real estate business for almost eight years myself. And I feel like where we're at today is so different than where it was in 2013. It's so different from a technology standpoint. And it continues to change rapidly every single day. And before we started recording, we were talking about all these the funny things in terms of social media and what we see there and, you know, just the different strategies and tactics and all these things. But when we think about property technology, you know, and prop tech as a sort of whole, I mean, what are you in terms of what are you seeing right now? Where do you see this going in the next year, two years, what have you? And what are some of the most overlooked tools that you think people are missing right now to really elevate their real estate business? Wow, that's a very loaded question. I'm going to try to be as concise as possible with it. <laughs> I think that one thing that 2020 has brought about is definitely a higher integration rate and lowering the learning curve regarding utilizing PropTech in your business. A lot of 
a lot of industries have been disrupted by technology a lot quicker than real estate. And one of the reasons why real estate has not been disrupted is because the only reason that disruption is good for real estate is A, to increase efficiency, B, to increase transparency behind deals and things of that nature, and C, to lower costs. But because real estate essentially makes you so much money, I think that the lowering cost part just wasn't enough. So a lot of these really high-end developers with $500 million sellout new development projects don't really care if they're spending $5 million on a new development project showroom or not. So it's not something that was highly integrated. But now, look, every single real estate agent, every single brokerage out there is using 2D, 3D, um, you know, virtual tours, like now that's something that is highly integrated. AR, QR codes are being utilized with now data entry points. So it's like a lot of things are being utilized. So technology has been on a fast track now and a lot more people are aware of it. Even, for example, a virtual doorman has a lot more benefits now because it's contactless, like human to human. So there's that six foot rule, let's say, you know what I mean? And there's a lot of different things. You can have a heat map and cameras in a building to see how people are moving throughout a space. And now you're able to know if it's, you know, if it's social distanced or not, and you're, you have all of this different hardware and software uh, trackers to be able to like put, not trackers, sensors. You have hardware and software sensors that are placed inside a building and by being able to detect what is happening inside the building, both for, through the heat maps and through the sensors, you'll be, you're able to create a story about the building through the data points. So if that sounds very confusing, let me break it down. Until now, we had a building. It's an office building. It's 200,000 square feet. We have some anchor tenants on the first floor. We have some medical doctors on the second floor, et cetera, et cetera. Commercial real estate brokers have their list of people that they go to. It's a very set regimen that they do that has always given them the results that they want for their business. But nobody ever asked the building, hey, building, how are you feeling today? Hey, building, what's <laughs> going on with you? If the walls could talk, what would these buildings walls say? And it sounds silly and it sounds funny, but in fact, when you understand what's happening inside and around the building, you're able to A, build better, you're able to B, market it better, and then you're able to just create more efficient products that you can use across your entire portfolio, not necessarily only in your office buildings. So I think that what has been happening now with COVID um, and the pandemic, everything has been a lot more remote. And so the use of technology has been integrated in a better way. So that's been pretty cool for the industry. Yeah, and I think it's fascinating. You really think about how data can lead to insights, which can lead to better decision making. And you think about perhaps an office building, you look at that heat map and you say, well, wait a minute, is there something that this information is telling us that we could reposition or maximize the use of this potential, you know, this property, right, as an example? And is there, you know, a new sort of use that we've been, bitten over, we've been overlooking in terms of what actual uses have been in demand from the occupants or from the customers of the occupants. And I, so I think that's really fascinating because data can lead to insights, which can then lead to action taking, which can then lead to better results. And so when you think about, actually, you mentioned this in sort of one of your, um, you know, one of your responses, there was fragmentation. And that's one of the things that, you know, has created value in many ways for a very long time, especially in the commercial real estate space and real estate in general is it's a largely a fragmented you know, marketplace uh, in comparison to, you know, Wall Street and things like that, right? Because 
it's not highly efficient in many ways, which then creates the opportunity for people to go in and add value. So is there any specific examples that you could think of that have showed you that, hey, this fragmentation is going in a different direction and it's going to be you know, less fragmented, it's going to be more of an efficient marketplace where perhaps less of those opportunities may be you know, consciously available, but we have to get a little bit more, you know, creative in terms of how we find value. Is there anything that you're seeing in terms of prop tech that's making the marketplace less fragmented? And if that question lands flat, that's okay, but I'm just curious. Off the top of my head, I know um, a client of mine just purchased a 300 unit multifamily and it's distressed and they're looking how to add value to it. And they basically hired my company to go do it's called mystery shopping and to go to a place and stock it out and check what's going on and see everything that's happening now if they had the hardware and sensors in place in the previous building that they the previous multifamily that they just sold that was 700 units it was literally down the road had they tracked anything during that value add process they probably would have been able to utilize it here without having to have sent me individually to go check it out. So that would have eliminated the human, but it also would have given them the data of what you did right. And so I think that every time they go through this process, they do it all over again. And it drives me crazy because you already built out the showroom and you already sold out the building and you know what worked and what didn't work. Why are you not analyzing what you did right, what you didn't do right, how you could do it better next time without it being coming from a broker. Now, I'm an agent in New York. Don't get me wrong. I love my brokers. I work with brokerages all the time. Actually, one of my best clients are brokerages because they're very innovative. They always want new leads. And so I help them a lot with like data and stuff of that nature. But it's like you a, a new building goes up, you sell it out, and then it's gone. There, nobody measures at the end what worked and what didn't work and mm-hmm. then utilize it for the next developer. So that is something that is definitely fragmented and technology can take over. Um, and then the second thing I think is Again, I know it all seems like it's coming down to data, but it really, really is coming down to data because data really is everything. It's the feedback. It's the feedback loop on on the sales cycle, on the value add with a property, on the development of a brand new property, on urban planning. It's on everything. And so the second one is I work with um, a couple of brokerages to be able to do the better recruitment, to recruit better agents, and also to help them with their developers who are about to one of the examples that are coming to mind was urban planning and it was a brand new neighborhood and they just bought a ton of lots and they were going to build out an entire new community there, but they didn't know who would live there and why would they live there and where are they coming from? And so we built out a whole data plan and it's just really interesting because you can use some marketing tactics such as like geofencing, which is thrown around a lot. Not a lot of people actually do it the data scientific way, but there's a lot of ways to really track what people are actually doing and utilizing this technology to better your business. Even if you're a contractor or a plumber, you can utilize Alexa, Siri, Google Home, that if somebody says, hey, Alexa, um, what's the nearest plumber that's open 24-7 to help me with a burst pipe? What that means for your businesses, stop using short tail keywords, start using long tail keywords because the way people speak to voice search is very different than the way you Google for voice search. So mm. if you're Googling in best plumber in New York is very different than saying, I'm in the Upper West Side and my pipe just broke, what plumber is opened right now? And mm-hmm. so if your website has that question and that answer in it, you're going to become, you're going to come up top of mind. 
and you're going to be able to get that business from the voice search. So interesting. So I've never heard that before. So long tail keywords instead of short tail keywords utilized as an SEO on your website is what you're saying. Yes. What is a long tail keyword versus a short tail just for for myself and the listeners? Oh, absolutely. So people are now, I think 50% of searches are happening through the phone and not through Google anymore. And so the way you think about the way that you talk to your phone, right? And you say, I'm going to say Alexa, I actually, because I have Apple, so I don't want her to pick up. (laughs) I'm with you. (laughs) So 50% of searches are done on your mobile phone. That means people are searching in a new way. So a long tail keyword means that you are speaking the way the person would speak. So okay. instead of putting on your website, you know, the H1 tags and the different meta tags and having the uh, keyword plumber show up six times in the paragraph and closing it off that way, you are now making sure that you have the question and the answer. Yeah. So long tail keyword means plumber opened 24 seven in the upper west side. It's not about just the short words that matter because bots are crawling your site and are and are associating you with these certain words. Now it's all about how people are searching through their voice. So think about how somebody would say, I need a realtor nearby. What are the top three real estate agents in Louisville, Kentucky? And the ones that are going to come up are the ones that have those long tail keywords. Now, you can also submit your business to Google Home and Alexa and Siri, but I think that it's mostly for contractors, plumbers, and handymen. I don't think it's for real estate agents, but it's still in beta. So if anyone wants to get in, it's a brilliant way to get in. I mean, that's the future. Nobody's going to say, oh, I'm looking for Susan. They're going to say, who is the top real estate agent, especially for out-of-state investors? Who is the top real estate agent in Kentucky that does that works with investors? Mm-hmm. It's so interesting because, you know, it's just continuing to get more advanced, right? And so you've got to be ahead of the curve. You need to know this type of information, but insight equals action, right? And and so I love having this type of insight so that now we can take action. Are there any other, you know, suggestions that you would have for whether they're investors or service providers? You know, you've mentioned realtors and brokers and, you know, appraisers or bankers or lenders. I mean, is there anything that you would suggest for folks to really elevate you know, their business from a prop tech standpoint? Oh my goodness. Absolutely. I actually have one podcast episode dedicated to real estate agents on like the top three tech tools that they should use, but I probably should make another one. Um, the basic technology, I think that most people are using are CRMs and thing of that nature. Um, I think, you know, you have to make sure that you have Oh my God. I, I can't, I, I honestly <laughs> you could I can't go on and on, right? Wow. No, let me, uh, I actually wanted to go back and make sure that I didn't okay. uh, gloss over this one. Um, because I wanted to, what was the, uh, the hardware sensor in terms of if we were to point to, you know, whether it's a company that provides that type of information or what do you actually call the hardware sensor that you were describing earlier? So there's just one company that I really like. It's called building links and it's based in New York city. And they also have a sub company called Carson.live that does um, these incredible um, virtual doormen so that you can put it outside your buildings. So one example of a hardware software would be putting, let's say, um, these little uh, sensors on the HVAC coils 
So if you own a building and you are getting commercial rent on the building and one of the HVAC coils pops, the entire floor is not going to have air conditioning or heat for the entire, you know, for the entire week or until it gets fixed. And then what happens is you lose out a lot of money because a lot of people are not going to come into the office and they work from home. So having a sensor on an HVAC coil and it's used, utilized with AI, so it understands how often it needs to be changed. And it's able to let you know prior to the coil busting that it'll bust. Um, another great example is leaks. So a lot of buildings have leaks and there's two ways. You can either have leaks come down from the ceiling or you can have leaks come up. So one cool thing is if you have leaks starting to rise up, it detects the moisture and then it automatically springs this little balloon that will then hold the water down from actually flooding let's say the cellar or the basement or whatever it is. And then it sends an alert to the super. So even if the super is home sleeping, he doesn't have to rush over there because the balloon is essentially holding the water down, but then he's notified and is able then to go and take care of it. So that's a hardware. So hardware also can be um, a video camera that is looking at people walking throughout the space. And it's essentially building out a heat map. So they know everybody usually uses elevator A. So therefore elevator A is probably gonna break down two times more than elevator B that's located at the back door where the entrance to the parking lot is. And if they know that, they could also then build the next building better by having maybe two elevator shafts in the same location versus having them built out in two separate locations and having to run the mechanics for them both. Yeah. I think it's really important for people to just consider, you know, the new resources, the tools are, that are available to us, right? It's like, we don't have to run things the exact same way we did 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Of course, there's some principles that don't change, right? The relationship is still very, very important. It's still the central component, but it's about how can we continue to scale and how can we do this in a better capacity? How can we increase our efficiency, our effectiveness? and our service to our tenants or, you know, the community that we are, you know, serving at the end of the day, if you want to create more profit and more margin in your business, you need to be thinking about the end user. And I think that's really what you're describing in so many different ways. So I love that. And uh, Chloe, I'd love to talk about Airbnb investing, because I know it's something that you're passionate about. I know it's something that you have a lot of experience in. So first of all, Obviously, last year, 2020 was very challenging, I would imagine, in many ways for Airbnb investors. But now, perhaps, you know, that's turning the corner. And maybe you had to deal with some challenges and kind of, you know, be adaptable during that. So maybe we could talk about that. But what are you seeing as in terms of where short term rentals are going? And, and where do you see that sort of segment of the real estate industry these days? So that's a great question. <clears throat> I do love Airbnb very much because I love hospitality and working with people and creating these curated experiences. I think the future of, of real estate is really moving into this co-living, co-working, co-spaces. I know a lot of people like being a digital nomad and people don't like living in the same place all the time. I know this is primarily with primary markets, but a lot of people want to just pack up their suitcase, go to another country, live there for a month, or go to another city, live there for a month, and then keep moving around. And having these curated spaces where you then don't have to sit there and design and furnish an entire apartment is very, very useful. And they it's at a premium, but we don't mind paying the premium for the ease and the comfort of living. And so you've seen a lot of companies really do this from 
co-working spaces to apartment buildings to actually hotels. So a lot of hotels have been migrating away from the traditional hotel model where it's like a matchbox, like a TikTok of hotel rooms and everyone's just stuck together and there's a couple of common spaces and it's this like really stuffy kind of environment to now having these more of a pop-up hospitality and like luxury apartments or the ability to be able to live in an apartment, lease it out, but then you're able to travel 188 days a year and give your property manager the ability to Airbnb it out for you. So you make a profit and then you don't have to worry if you're traveling the world in terms of covering your rent. So we really see this, this trend happening and it's mostly in primary and secondary markets, but it's, it's very, very big. And now with COVID that's been happening, I think that initially Airbnb suffered tremendously and I lost um, all my units in New York City. So my bread and butter was gone 2020. Um, I had some in Louisville and those got turned into long-term tenants. Although now I think I'm ready to start buying more for Airbnb and not just for long-term tenants because I do see it picking back up. And so the future that I see is uh, individual homes and individual spaces. So it's co-living in a different way. So it's almost a community. It's like co-community, not co-living. So instead of it being room by room, I see it more being like home by home, but all in the same lot. And so one of the projects that I'm currently working on is buying a lot of land and building a couple of log cabins on this land and then having the community communal space and listing it on Airbnb and Verbo and Homeway and the likes of those and running it the same way as an Airbnb gets run. But people who are choosing to cohabitate together have all either been through COVID together or not, and they're not as concerned about what about each other. And so they're able to then just rent the house and they're living with the people that they choose to live with as opposed to the next door hotel guests is like in their own home. So they're able to have their own separate experiences. You know what I'm finding to be so ironic about all of this is that, you know, you think about curated experiences and curated spaces and all these things. And then also on the other side, we're talking prop tech and we're talking, you know, the advancement of AI, which is really about scale. It's about massive scale, but it is about data to where you can individualize. But also it's like, so there's these, it's the ironic paradox between curated individualized versus, you know, resources to help you scale, but maybe it's scaling the curated experience. Is that sort of the insight that you bring from this? So I'm going to get spiritual on you again. Love it. I think that the world was moving very quickly with technology. And this was Mother's Earth's payback to us to kind of slow us down, giving us this chance to re-energize, rejuvenate, and reprioritize what our priorities are. A lot of men that I know in New York have been going from being a workaholic to focusing on creating a family. A lot of people have been hiking and in nature more, more than ever before. So I think that you are extremely correct. And that was very astute of you to notice, but it, it is a dichotomy and it is a push pull, but sometimes those are the best positions. You know, when you're in yoga and you have to pull your right foot forward, but your left foot backwards and you're creating that tension, but it really is helpful to you. And so I think that is kind of what's happening between AI versus HI, which is human intelligence. Okay, so this is something that I'm glad that we're switching gears in this direction, because I know that you're fascinated with spirituality. I know you're fascinated with neuroscience. I know you're fascinated with, you know, quantum physics and quantum mechanics, because that's been a part of our conversations in the past. 
But how does this all tie in? I mean, obviously you look at real estate as a vehicle similar to the way I do, and you look at it in a way of, you know, such an innovative perspective and you love it from the art perspective, but also the experience and all these things. But it seems to be that you love this stuff, you know, perhaps even more. And it's like you use this to let everything sort of propel forward. So maybe could you talk a little bit more about how, you know, biohacking and neuroscience and all that stuff ties into spirituality and maybe this entire experience that you're creating, not only within your own life, but for your clients as well? Yes, absolutely. So dear listeners, bear with me. The first (laughs) part of this is going to sound crazy, but the second part is going to make sense. Okay. So the first part is this, we are spiritual beings in a body, in a human avatar to have a physical reality. And so that being said, it's very important to understand that it's mind, body, and soul. And we have like these three different parts to ourselves. So number one is always to honor your soul and your soul is going to help you a lot because it's going to tell you your purpose in life. It's going to be the essence of who you are, right? At the end of the day, when you take my name away, when you take my gender away, when you take my money, my title, my location away, who am I? You know, when you close your eyes, that voice in your head, that's your consciousness. That's your soul. That's who you are as, as a soul, as a consciousness, as an entity, So that soul also is going to help you very, very much in terms of making intuitive decisions. Should I take a business partner? Should I JV the deal with this person or not? Should I buy this house or not? These things do come into play, especially when you're like, well, this VC is offering me everything that I'm asking, but they don't have anything to offer. And that VC has more skills to offer, but they're not, but they're asking for more equity. Like, who do I go with? Right? So your intuition is your soul. And then you have your body. So if you run yourself into the ground and you're completely working so hard and then God forbid, get like an autoimmune disease or something of that nature and pull your back and your relationships are all falling to crap and you're not happy and you don't even get to see the sun and you don't never get to like run in nature, then your body is going to deteriorate before your soul can finish its purpose. And so, and then the third thing is your mind. If your mind is going crazy and you have recurring thoughts and sublimiting subconscious limiting belief systems that are telling you you're not worthy, you're not good enough, No one believes in you. Like, how are you going to ever make this? You're a failure. You're too old to be starting over. Um, This deal is too expensive. You've never done anything of this nature before. How can you possibly do it? Then you're not going to be able to get anything working either. So I'm all about the 360 perspective, mind, body, and soul. And one of the practices that I do every single morning is I do a body scan and I say, where am I hurting and where am I feeling today? And it sounds like a girly practice, but trust me, it works for everybody you think about it and you're like, well, my mind is going crazy. Like, I don't really, I'm, I'm having doubts now. Can I really do this? Can I pull this off? Well, then you got to work on that first and get yourself out of that place because otherwise your soul's not going to be able to continue to do what it needs to do, which is the reason you're on this earth. And that's kind of my 360 viewpoint of um, mind, body, and soul. Okay. So mind, body, and soul. And, you know, the soul is really communicates to your consciousness through your intuition is the way that you described it. And then obviously, body, right, we've got to take care of this vessel, right, or this avatar, as you described it, so that it can, you know, fulfill the purpose of the soul, which is perhaps from a higher consciousness as crazy and as woo woo as we want to get here. And thinking about the mind, because the mind is the feeling making mechanism that then transmutes, 
you know, emotions into actions, right? And so it's this 360 degree process. And you talked about doing a body scan and really being aware and conscious of the feelings that your body is registering. So you're tapping into that intuition, you're tapping into the intuition or the soul communication, right? So, you know, what else? I mean, are there any other practices that are important to you in terms of really tapping into the awareness here? Yeah, so this is a very tricky one. And I find it hard all the time. And I still am like practicing on it. But the mind is really the antithesis to the soul in a way. So your mind is saying, this is the strategy, this is what I should be doing. And the soul is saying some maybe something completely else. But because the mind creates the feelings that create the emotion, sometimes it's confusing to know, is it coming from your emotions? Or is it coming from your soul? That's a hard one. And so what I sometimes like to do in my practice is I put my hand over my heart and I kind of close my eyes and I do this. It's like almost like muscle testing where leaning forward is yes and leaning backward is no. And I say to myself, is this, is this deal meant to be? And I just kind of like, no, you know, you just know. And I'm like, yeah, it's meant to be. And then all that noise was in my head. And so you're like, okay, so let, let's let's keep going. But sometimes your mind will really get in the way. And I do believe that the mind was created to get in the way because otherwise, what would be the challenge of this earth, right? What would be the mm. obstacle? Hey guys, I just wanted to take a brief time out from this show, this incredibly mind expanding discussion to speak to the high achievers, the high performers. I wanted to speak to those who have a burning desire to go to the next level and beyond. First of all, I hear you and I see you. When I got started as a real estate entrepreneur, fresh out of my W-2 corporate job, I was excited and jubilant to create and design my future. At the same time, my business and life was filled with confusion, filled with fear, doubt, uncertainty, and to be honest with you, sometimes even sleepless nights and hopelessness, even while experiencing what many would have considered substantial success. Ultimately, I mustered up the courage to hire one of the world's top high-performance business coaches to work directly with me on creating strategies, systems, and profound shifts towards accelerating my multifaceted performance and to become an industry leader. After years of investing significant resources into myself and in my business through this process, I am now paying it forward as a high-performance coach to those who feel called to elevate to the extraordinary. Wherever you are right now, you know deep down that you have it within you to be great. If you're someone who's seriously looking to elevate your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal flow, your network, your net worth, your lifestyle, and ultimately your life right now and ongoing for the rest of your life, I have a message for you. Because if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I have limited coaching spots available to guide people like you who want to substantially close the gap from where you are to where you want to be. These are first come, first serve, and demand high-touch, one-to-one focus from me directly to you. And this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive, committed, and willing to do whatever it takes. It's only for those willing to play full out and invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to achieve greatness in real estate investing and beyond, which is what we're all about on this podcast. This is for those defiantly inspired for transforming as an empowered limitless and unstoppable human being in full control of their and their business's future. If that is you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com where you can apply for this life-changing opportunity. We will then schedule a discovery session where we will directly discuss what's working, 
not working and how we can work together to accelerate your future. With that said, enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah, that's interesting. Sometimes it's like, well, what's the what's the reason for all these challenges or all these obstacles or all these beliefs or feelings that we have? And, you know, maybe you're onto something there, but I think it's really fascinating. And I, I just love, you know, the journey of personal mastery, because, you know, that's really what it's all about. It's about who you become, you know, what do you give to others? What do you inspire others to do? And you know, what, you know, what vehicle are you using to allow yourself to have the autonomy to explore the inner depths of your soul and your mind and your body. So I think that's really, really cool. But um, also, I'd love to know, I mean, how does neuroscience play into this? I mean, how do you or I mean, I'm sure you're a student of neuroscience, and you apply it in your own life. But are, are there any sort of learnings that you've become aware of that have been really integral for this process of your own self growth as well? Absolutely. So neuroscience is the science of your brain. And what you have to understand is, is that every your, your brain is literally a motherboard. It's a computer system. And what you feed it is what it's taught. Now, when you were young, under the age of nine years old, your brain was mostly developing in the back, the amygdala, the reptilian brain. And this is where all of your subconscious like limiting beliefs or beliefs are placed. So as an adult, it doesn't matter how developed your prefrontal cortex is, which is your human DNA, you can read every Tony Robbins book and you can be like, rah, 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 as much as you want. Your, subcon your subconscious believes love is what you saw your parents to be, believes generosity is what you saw your parents to be, believes access, abundance, and scarcity, what your parents taught you and what you saw growing up. So now when people try to heal, let's say from PTSD in childhood, I know most therapists won't say this out loud, but there is no healing. There's only hacking. And as an adult, there are some different ways and modalities to heal. So how do you neurohack? So one of the biggest ways to like neurohack with like neuroplasticity is if I take a piece of paper and I write A, and then I write B, and then I make a line between A and B, and then I take my pen and I make that line back and forth and back and forth, eventually there'll be a groove in the paper. And because of that groove in the paper, when I try to go from A to C and say C is happiness, my pen is going to slip into A to B, especially in a moment of fight or flight or survival mode, you automatically go to the, the belief system that was ingrained in you in your sponge brain from your childhood development. So the way that I like to neurohack with neuroplasticity is if I always make a right today, I'm going to make a left. If I always live in New York City, I'm going to now live in Kentucky. If I'm always living like this, I'm going to live like that. And I've moved around and changed around things, the, the position of the office in my building, right with your left hand, right with your right hand, move things around, change things so much that your brain in a way kind of gets confused, but it starts wiring differently. And so I think it's Joe Dispenza who says this. Um, it says the uh, neurons that wire together, no, neurons that fire together, wire together. So the more often you do a thing from A to B to A to B is the more it's going to end up firing together. So you can create new habits by continuously doing repetitively these new habits. Yeah, it's really exciting too about like neuroplasticity and the fact that, you know, our brains can physically change as a part of this process. So we can choose a new groove to carve. And, you know, obviously it's not easy in the beginning, right? If you're, if you're, your neurons are firing together and wiring together in a certain capacity, and if you, you want to change that in a new direction, it can be, it can feel like an uphill battle, right? Until you make those grooves deeper, right? And so having the conscious, 
you know, habit creation or repetition around something that you want to be more familiar with, I think is really powerful. So hacking that process, I love to hear that. I love to hear that that's a part of what you do. And, um, you know, you talked about Joe Dispenza, so we have to touch on it, you know, quantum physics, I mean, quantum mechanics, I mean, how do you use that in your life and in your business to really make quantum leaps rather than just incremental, uh, you know, growth or improvements? Is there anything that you point to there? Oh my God, I'm still trying every single day, but it also works a lot with um, neuroscience. And the reason why it works a lot with neuroscience is because your perception of reality is your reality. And so if your perception of the color orange is 137 hertz and your perception of pink is you know, 62 hertz, because everything in this universe has a, a sound wave, right? So color has its own sound waves, vibrations and motions have its own sound waves. So if my go-to is to be sad and to doubt myself, then I need to like neurohack the limiting belief, but I also can use quantum physics to kind of realize that I'll only get positivity when I am positive because you see in your environment what you believe is true. Your thoughts become your reality because your thoughts actually create a particle in your body, which then it's either is going to trigger your cortisol or it's going to trigger like your happy hormones, such as DHEA. So, you know, when we talked about like neurohacking, there's a couple more things you can do. You can take a cold plunge in like ice cold water. That's also great for your lymphatic drainage system. And like that will just make you work so much better. Trust me, you won't need that third cup of coffee. Um, you can use essential oils, which actually activate different parts of your brain. Or number three, you can listen to binaural beats, which actually are beats that cross between the right and left side of your brain, completely activating all the neurons that is hearing the music. Now, if you don't really believe this, there's a couple of ways to see this in reality. You can watch a plant and play music and see how the plant sways differently. Obviously, you'll have to record it, but you can go on YouTube and there's plenty of evidence there. Um, also, the second thing is Dr. Emoto uh, did an experiment taking pictures of water par particles and noticing that the H2O molecules are at 104 degrees. And anytime like a monk would channel healing energy like towards it, that degree of connectivity actually shifted. And so without changing its state, air, water, gas, right? And so it was very interesting because at the end of the day, people think that this is like woo-woo and out there, but it's physical. You literally could take a water bottle and say, I believe in myself, I believe in myself, I believe in myself, and then drink the water. And that positivity will enter your body and you are 70% water anyways. And it sounds crazy, but it's not, it's a different vibration. And so I think that, you know, the binaural beats, the cold plunge, um, understanding that you can bless your food before you eat it, understanding that you can use binaural beats or essential oils, you can do EFT tapping, you could do a lot of different things to kind of like shift you up and like break your bad habits. I remember back in the day, people used to use rubber bands to snap their wrists. It's just about like cutting that off right then and there, like breaking that neural pathway from wiring together. Yeah, and it's so fascinating. I mean, you think about the addiction that most of us have or have had at some point in our lives about being addicted to fear, worry, doubt, uncertainty, anxiety, you know, and, and thinking about how we're acting and, and persisting and making decisions based on 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day that are 95% negative. And you think that our, you know, our results are going to change by having those type of emotions. So how can you snap out of it? 
draw a line in the sand and say, well, wait a minute, what what if something else was possible? And if you can tap into this, right, from a brainwave perspective, and, you know, from a visualization perspective, as well as vibration, and everything you're talking about, because vibration and energy is everything. At the end of the day, that's what, you know, all matter has been proven to be like, you know, Albert Einstein ever heard of the guy, you know, he's the one who discovered this. I mean, one of the smartest people that's ever lived has discovered the fact that energy is matter. And so we can create the reality of our future if we are willing to be open minded, right? So I think that the people who create the greatest results in real estate or personally or any in any capacity, are people who are willing to be radically open minded and consider some of these things that most average people would say, what are you talking about? Are you kidding me right now? You're telling me about binaural beats? Like what the hell are you talking about? I want to know about the NOI. I want to know about the net operating income. But if you want to create that, you want to create massive results, you want to create amazing things in your life and and the ability to have autonomy and all of these things to step into the best version of yourself. That's where this type of stuff comes into play. So thank you for playing full out with me on that one, Chloe, I really, really appreciate that. And I've really enjoyed this conversation. And um, I just want to switch gears right into our rapid fire section, we call it the rare air questionnaire. Our conversation has been rare, it's been uncommon, and you're an uncommon individual. And I appreciate everything about you. So let's let's go through a few uh, rapid fire questions here. Uh, if you had to point to two or three of the most impactful books that you've read over the past few years, what would those be and why? I think um, Rich Dad Poor Dad was my starting point in uh, real estate and starting to see money in a different light. Um, I love Money by Tony Robbins. And the third one I would say is The Untethered Soul, which is all about connecting to your consciousness. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that one. Um, that one felt like a recalibration of my soul when I read it. It was like it was almost like, you know, a deep breath and like release all of these things that you weren't aware of. So I I, I could definitely agree with you on that one. And the other two, of course. Uh, so we'll put links in the show notes there on those books. So thank you for that, Chloe. What's the biggest way outside of what we've already talked about? And I know that it's been a wide ranging conversation. What's the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis? By completely honoring who I am, I allow my fears to be fears and I face them and move forward with them. Um, the biggest way for me not to be fearful and not to like fall into status quo or to get into the humdrum of panic is to just remind myself that I'm a soul having this experience and one more property and one more multifamily and one more deal is not gonna really like change my life that drastically. I think that the number one thing that works for me is getting clear on the why. Like, why do I do things? What will it fulfill me with? Um, and if it's just physical and it's just another dollar and another deal, I don't necessarily always move forward with it. But if it feels like it's going to elevate humanity and others around me, then I will go forward with it. Yeah, no, I think it's really important to... Um to consider that, you know, our perspective on our success doesn't mean that's who we are, right? And we can honor who we are, rather than what we believe about ourselves or what we think the perception of ourselves is. So I think that's super powerful. Thank you for sharing that. What's the biggest way that you elevate others around you, Chloe? So I started uh, coaching uh, women and men in separate classes on how to invest in real estate. And I had a lot of blockages around that because I've been asked to coach for almost two years now. And I kept saying no, because it felt very weird to me. It felt like, who am I? Um, am I good enough? Why should I be doing this? Um, you know, 
I don't know everything in real estate. Like, how can I be the one that's teaching? And so I think that now um, after 2020, I realized, Chloe, even if you help somebody get one Airbnb or buy one multifamily or invest in their first property and you can help them get on that path, you are really helping people around you. And even though I talk about real estate and I teach real estate, I always backhandedly slip in mindset, success mindset, how to do things better, um, how to make sure that you're, you know, taking care of your mind, body, and soul. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I remember our conversation and really valued it around uh, some of your thoughts around coaching. And I know that you're impacting so many people through that. So I'm grateful to hear that. Super excited about what you continue to do in terms of elevating others around you. But Chloe, my goodness, what an amazing conversation. Do you have any parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you share with Elevate Nation today? Yes, we're January 2021. And I know all of you have taken a piece of paper and said, I want to own, you know, 700 units, and I want to make $20 million, because I know y'all, that's the type <laughs> of thing that you write down. But I want to ask you something, when you're meditating and manifesting, do you say, I need every single piece of chicken I'm going to eat from now until the day I died 120. Do you need a room full of chicken right now to eat all of it right now? Or do you want a stipend where you get a chicken every single day to eat one a day, right? The same thing here. Stop with your goals of, I need to make $500 million right now. What do you need? You need $100,000 right now to invest. So manifest. I need $100,000 to buy my first home. Then manifest the second $100,000 for the second home. Bite size. So that has really impacted me in terms of my goal setting. And I see a lot of people, especially people in real estate that have these crazy goals. Just let's, the universe rewards you step by step. So you got to do the action and do this step. And that will be your way to actually achieve your results much faster than expecting the universe to deliver 500 million to you in one shot. I love that. And it almost makes me think about, you know, it's like, what are we, what am I doing right now? Right? In any moment, I have the opportunity to win and I can create momentum, which then can allow me to get some quantum leaps and quantum results. So that's super powerful. Thank you for the reminder. We all needed that. So Chloe, my goodness, uh, how can how can the listeners learn more about you and what you do? So I have a website. It's called Real Deals by Chloe. Chloe is C-H-L-O-E. And on the website, I have everything about me, my podcast, um, the courses. Um, I designed one course especially for ladies because women's mindset's a little bit different than um, our male counterparts. And so I would I'm available there for you to see everything that I have. Excellent. And we will put links in the show notes, of course, real deals by Chloe.com. Of course, where you can also find Chloe on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, you name it, she's everywhere. And uh, Chloe, I just want to thank you again for being on the show. Elevate Nation, I want to thank you so much for listening. I want to encourage you to re-listen to the show, because not only are there are a lot of tools, tactics, strategies, things that you can implement immediately into your business, or consider what type of ideas are now sprouting in your mind otherwise beyond what was shared, right? What are you reading between the lines? And how can you be creative to curate an experience within your business that delivers more value to your end user, right? Because impact equals income. And otherwise, you know, what other insights have you delineated? So what are your top three takeaways? I'd be encourage you to screenshot that, share it on social media, send it to someone in a text message, share the link, because paying it forward is what it's all about, but also sharing is really caring. And it's also, you know, the way that you can learn more. It's a way that you can, you know, really anchor this into your autonomic nervous system and repetition, like we said. So listen again, listen twice, 
if you have the opportunity to do so. But until next time, Chloe, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Elevate Nation, thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.